A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. The I didn't realize you liked me that way deal. Because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast. Still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. There's a deal for every morning. Now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Dunkin' Refreshers are the perfect way to get a little more out of your day. With more tropical flavors like new mango pineapple and more ways to get glowing. Available with green tea, coconut milk, or lemonade. You've got what you need to make the most out of every moment. Even the ones spent stuck in traffic. <sighs> what a beautiful day. Sip into all your favorite Dunkin' refreshers like new mango pineapple. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Additional charges may apply. I'm Tamara Thomas, editor-in-chief of UrbanHealthToday.com, part of the DocWire family of medical news sites. And I want to thank you for tuning in to Urban Health Weekly. Our goal each week is to keep you informed of the latest in health and medical news right from today's headlines. It's time to empower yourself with open conversations about your medical care with news that matters to you. So are you ready? Let's get started. Hi, I'm Tamara Thomas and welcome to Urban Health Weekly where we talk about medical news and health topics that matter to you. So I'm here with Jackie and Lou. How are you guys? Hey, how you guys doing? All good. All right, awesome. So we got a lot to talk about today, but before we get started, um, there's a thread on Reddit called AITA, Am I the A-Hole? Ah, yes. People who ask questions about situations and scenarios that happened in their life, and they're trying to figure out, was I wrong for my reaction or was I wrong for how I handled this? So anyway, I thought this one was was really um, worth commenting on because what happened was a mom as a rule, doesn't allow her son to have sugar well, for good reason, you know, but right. not for any medical reason that like he doesn't have any allergies. He doesn't have any sensitivities, no sickness. She just doesn't want him having sugar because we all know sugar is not good. So right. she usually has him bring his own snacks, you know, to gatherings and stuff like that. So anyway, she took it, you know, she went to a friend's party whose son was having a, a birthday and uh, the kid, you know, was offered some cake. It was a beautiful cake, a beautiful M&M cake with the, the yellow and the red M&M. They're swimming in like a pool, a kiddie pool of M&Ms. So Ooh. it's a really gorgeous cake that apparently the birthday boy's mom bakes on a regular. So I guess she's ah. like a fan of like cake masters and stuff. And beautiful cake. Okay. Okay. I, think, I think I take a slice of that cake. And I <laughs> But uh, what happened was the kid, you know, was offered the cake and the birthday boy said, well, hey, this cake is, is a good cake. My mom baked it. It's a healthy cake. My mom baked. So the kid not needing much product because it's a gorgeous cake. So right. okay, and he had some cake. So the mother says that when the mother of the no sugar kid, when, when they got home, said that the kid crashed or he got cranky or something along those lines. Okay. And she was very angry when she found out that he was offered and given cake. So she, she wanted 
her friend to punish her son, the birthday boy. <laughs> I know it's just so for offering him cake because she said it was peer pressure and she should not have he should not have peer pressured her son into having sugar. That that an eight year old should have known better. That an eight year old should have known better than to peer pressure. Than to well, then the, then that also could be reason that her eight year old her son should not should have known better than to have the cake. I mean, he has some agency too, right? But she got angry. She wanted the kid punished. And the mother said, look, I'm not going to punish him. I'll talk to him about it. We'll have a discussion with him, but I'm not going to punish him. So she wants to know, is she the a-hole for reacting the way she reacted? <laughs> I mean, the fact that you asked the question, lady, <laughs> and you know what she gives him for snacks to bring to um, when he goes out and stuff. What she does she bring? Carrots, what is carrots and celery. She basically gives him crudite. <laughs> well, that's impressive. That's impressive oh. that, uh, that that kid has held out that long. That's impressive that her kid has managed to hold out that long. Yeah, wait, uh, wait till he goes to college. He's going to be. I know. Big, big, big. I know. He is going to have the biggest sugar orgy ever. Right. He finally gets of age and he's not, he's no longer under. That's what she's setting him up for. And apparently it's going to happen anyway. I mean, that's just going to happen anyway. Yeah. She's not taking realistic expectations she besides really being a complete is. control freak. That's yeah. totally age appropriate and, and developmentally appropriate for an eight-year-old to be like, my mom made a cake. It's fine. There's nothing yeah, and, wrong and with it, it. And it was his birthday and he wanted to share the beautiful cake. Yes. It and it's totally fun. age appropriate for an eight-year-old to be tempted to have cake and not think Absolutely. twice. They really have unrealistic expectations. And, and really mom needs to settle down and that's really you know, overextended. He has several seats and stop yes. tirade. Like, <laughs> say, well, I want you to punish your child. I always just like, wow. And she went on that AITA. Yeah. And um, I always wonder who goes on there because you know you're going to get slammed. You must be really in a quandary or have nobody to talk to. Oh, I guess it was her best friend. So it, was her, it was her good friend. And her friend was yeah. like, I'm not going to punish my child. And she felt that the child had been punished, which is Correct. outlandish. And, and weirdly ridiculous. punitive and puritanical. Yeah, that puritanical attitude is not realistic for uh, child rearing. Wow. I mean, you know, get over it, lady. He had a piece of cake at a party. Maybe it'll be fine like, in the long run. Yes. Maybe she's afraid it was like a gateway to... It's a gateway, <laughs> it's a gateway, gateway to drugs. It was a slippery slope. Wait, a sugar addiction, yeah. <laughs> which is not unrealistic. But I think one slice of cake is not going to all right. of us. There has to be like no hysteria surrounded by that. Yes. Look. Expect the decline. You get back on the horse. It'll be okay. That's it. Exactly. Look, yes. you know, my little one, she, um, you know, there's always little birthday parties at school and so on and so forth. And, you know, mm -hmm. they'll, they'll contact me and they're like, can she have a cupcake? It's right. It's gluten free or it's not gluten free. And, and I'll say, cause I don't want her to feel, you know, left out. I'll say, yeah, she can have half of a cupcake. Or yes, yeah, she can have a cupcake or as long as it's not sulfurated, she can have the dried fruit, you know, like things like that. So, right. so I, you know, I, I try to work within the system, so to speak. Within reality, right? right. The way things are. 
because I don't want her to be in a situation where everyone's having a good time and she can't partake because of intangible reasons as far as she's concerned. Well, would you also feel like if uh, if she did that it would be really age appropriate? If oh, she absolutely, absolutely. Like, you have you know what? But when she comes home, she does have her 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 paleo meal. It's not like she's like, well, I want sugar, sugar, sugar. She, you know, right. I think that's what this woman is afraid of that that her kid's gonna turn into like a sugar demon or something. <laughs> Uh, and that's not you know once you have once you instill good you know food habits in the child they come back you know but you also have to teach them the importance of like giving that mom I think that mom is is assigning too much importance and thinking the other mom and father were disrespecting her choices I think they were she was overextending but but they weren't even but they weren't even there when it happened I don't think they sliced it and gave it to him they weren't there when it happened like they might have been in the backyard for all we know and the kids were inside playing you know they might have been talking to the other grown-ups yeah I I agree with you there uh, because I think that she's looking at this all about her from her perspective yes so, you know, let, let's do a little thought exercise. Let's go back. Yes, let's please. Let's all go back yes. to when we were young. Yes. And, and more, you know, one of the most important things to young adults coming up, and, and the mother should realize this, it's not only the physical, but the psychological healthiness of a child and the ability to fit in, the ability to have fun right. with your peers, to have a good time at a birthday party right. without having 17 restrictions and being the oddball. Because it does, as adults later on, we, we really couldn't care less if people think we're an oddball or that, or, or whether people agree with our preferences and that. We, we grow beyond that, or maybe it's a good thing or a bad thing. But as a kid, these things are very important. Yes. And what is she doing to the mental health of her kid? Has she thought of health as a 360? of her child, not just you're eating sugar or not eating sugar. You know, from from stopping the participation here, she or interrupting with the participation, she may be creating uh, degrees of inadequacy, degrees of other things that are going to go a long way. These are seeds that you plant in a young psyche and go a long way. And I don't think she's giving any consideration at all. Yeah, she clearly lacks perspective. And... uh... (laughs) Exactly. So to me, it's more important that a child feels like they belong. Hey, if you have an M&M tomorrow, you know, it'll be out of your system. Just don't do it every day. You know, as long as the net, as long as the net effect is good and he's eating his carrots and celery, like almost every day, you know, one or two slip ups is not the end of the world. And guess what? He had a good time at the party. You know, okay. So he might've been a little cranky. Deal with it. That's part of being a mom. You're going to deal with with kids with crankiness from time yeah. to time. Yeah. So so I think mom needs an education there on 360 child rearing or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also the consensus on the Reddit thread was YTA. You are. <laughs> I yeah. I just had to to bring that one. In. It was just too interesting to pass up. All right, so on to medical news of the week. Resistance exercise may be best workout for a good night's sleep. Is it? Okay. A randomized (laughs) trial suggests resistance exercise promotes better sleep than other workouts among inactive adults, particularly those who are poor sleepers. 
We thought resistance exercise would be somewhere in the same neighborhood as aerobic exercise, or that maybe combined exercise would be a little bit better. But no, it was consistently resistance exercise on its own that seemed to show the most benefits across the board. This is from Angelique Berlinstein, PhD, to Medscape Cardiology. The results were presented at the recent epidemiology prevention slash lifestyle and cardiometabolic health 2022 conference sponsored by the American Heart Association, AHA. Researchers recruited 406 inactive adults aged 35 to 70 who were obese or overweight and had elevated or stage one hypertension and randomly assigned them to no exercise or 60 minutes of supervised aerobic resistance or combination exercise three times per week for 12 months. Sleep quality and the number of sleep disturbances improved in all groups, including the control group. But this could be due to simply being part of a health intervention, which included a month of lifestyle education classes, Burlington suggested. Among the poor quality sleepers at baseline, resistance exercise significantly improved sleep quality and duration compared with the control group. For a lot of people who know their sleep could be a bit better, this could be a place to start without resorting to medications if they wanted to focus on a lifestyle intervention, Burlington said. I don't know. This sounds to me like any exercise will do the job. Doesn't that sound that way to you? No, they're saying it isn't, that it's got to be resistance exercise, that that has a different effect. Yeah, but the, the difference was about a half hour more sleep per person. Oh, oh. So, I mean, well, resistance is the more intense. So I, I would right. say, I, I would say exercise as you ramp up the intensity, which is counterintuitive. You know, I, I do I play the Super Bowl and then I get a good night's sleep, or you know, do or I, do I do do a, a nice brisk walk and and some yoga? Yeah, I mean, who gets the better night's or sleep? Or do I do cycling? Yeah, the more exhausted the, the, party. I always bring it out to football, but is is the it's all roads lead to football? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there eating Doritos going to give me the best night's sleep or is uh, is uh, walking outside while I'm listening to the game going to give me a better night's sleep or is playing in the game going to give me It a just doesn't sleep? sound like resistance training makes that significant a difference. You know, I mean, your body's going to thank I enjoyed you. The con- I enjoyed the control group that didn't have to do any exercise. <laughs> That was yeah, good. You know what? I enjoyed the group that had to do something because now they've started. Because what does they it take? Started. It takes 90. What is how many days does it take to start a new habit? I forgot what that number. Oh, was it 21 days? 21 days to start a new habit. So they've had 12 months of being, you know, of, of exercising. So now hopefully these people have started a new habit and their sleep is improving and they can see the benefits in their life. So that's great. So, I mean, I guess my concern is I don't want to exclude any kind of exercise and say, well, it's got to be this if you want a better sleep. Because, ah, because I see what the, you're saying. Yes. Because the, the benefit that they get is not a, it's not a significant benefit over other types of exercise. So if you're not, if you're a person that's afraid of weights and you shouldn't be, but if you're a person that's afraid of weights, you, you know, you might be turned off and say, well, I guess I'm just not going to have good sleep because I don't want to bulk up or I don't want to hurt myself or I don't, I'm not, I'm intimidated by weights. Whereas I think it's somewhat, if people are doing anything, brisk walking, yoga, cycling, um, aerobics, step aerobics, 
anything, any kind of activity is going to be better for your body than no activity. So, you know, if you're not, if you, if you don't like that kind of workout, I don't want people to feel like, well, Mm -hmm. well, we should just give up. (laughs) The definition of resistance exercise is pretty broad. I mean, right. You can also do bands, you know, you can do body weight resistance. uh, Yeah. Push-ups don't push-ups qualify. So is like calisthenics push-ups and squats. Right. That's, that's body weight type like stuff. I, yes. you know, look, from my experience, and I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about my experience. Uh, for a long time, I was only doing judo uh, as my one source of exercise, uh, you know, for about five years. And five days a week, I wouldn't do it. And then there were two nights a week. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today where I would do a judo class for a couple of hours. And I guess that counts as resistance exercise because you're picking up people and throwing them and doing all sorts <laughs> of stuff. So it, you, you, do get, you do get a tremendous workout while you're doing it. So, I mean, I, I don't sweat much and I, I was drenched in sweat at the end of this. Oh, that's a good sign. Yeah, it, absolutely. And, you know, you would think that you, you come home and you're all amped up and, and how do you get down and, how, you know, how do you sleep and all that? Oh, because you were taking the class at night or you were hitting the... the class at night. And, and the, you know, just to, to put it in perspective, the class were from 8 o'clock at night to about 9.30. I wouldn't get home until 10. I would shower. And then, you know, what do you do after you do exercise? You eat something, you watch the news. And you oh, go my sleep. goodness. You've done all the good benefits with that but, meal. Yeah, but okay. Yeah. yeah. You just burned 700 calories. And you just ate a thousand. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. But it's, it happens. It's about the calories. It's about, it's about getting a good night's sleep. And the, the, again, I'm going back to what we talked about. To me, the thread between these two stories is, the psychological effects. Yes. And, you know, the resistance exercise, because it was challenging, more challenging than just walking around, which is good exercise or anything else, I felt like it gave my brain a reset. Ah, it engaged your brain. Yes. I felt that, you know, you got to concentrate more when you're doing resistance exercise than just, you know, pedaling for an hour where your mind goes into wherever or you, you, you're there. I think that 
And and you I know, beg your pardon. Your mind you doesn't like you can't be there when you're... you know. You could say that pedaling is resistance. You could you could make the case where if you turn it up enough, you get plenty of resistance. Are, are and resistance. also, yoga is very mind body. So is Pilates. All well, of these engage your mind. I don't know of any. I want to say though that office. there's feedback that takes place. Like I know, like there's a lot of neurofeedback that takes place when yes. you lift really heavy weights. That that's especially for certain people with certain nervous systems. Right. It really is recommended. So like that kind of like lifting and throwing somebody that would qualify as like yeah a very heavy feedback. Yeah, I got to tell you, there, there's nothing that makes you pay attention more than having a you know 250 pound aggressive dude trying to kick your butt. You know, and um, and it's sort of like turning your brain on and off and yes. restarting the PC. All those little side pro programs and problems they tend to they tend to go away. You know, yeah. I, I I always used to say that if you think you know you got problems because you can't do a reconciliation at work, wait until somebody's trying to punch your face and you you got a new set of problems. <laughs> <laughs> and and that problem kind of makes you focus. A hundred percent, and whether it's that or whether you're lifting weights, you know, you, you're trying to, you know, get your entire body lined up. You, you can't be thinking about something else. You've got right. to pay attention to what you're doing. And I think the same is true for yoga. I think the same is true to Pilates to an extent, or any, even cycling, where you have to, you kind of have to get into it. Um, and after a while, if, if you're in it, you it, it takes a hundred percent. Yes, exactly. So it's kind of like giving your mind an enemy. You know, you're you're you just refocus and you start it over and i think that allows somehow some way that allow this study shows that there is a correlation i'm not going to go too scientific here beyond what this study is saying there's a correlation here between giving your body something to do that your mind is 100 percent engaged in for a while then de-stressing and then trying to go to sleep does that provide a better environment than just having this continuing sense of of just watching tv or whatever you know well you know when you're exercising your body starts this whole conversation mm -hmm. with you know everything is interconnected and everything just starts talking to each other and that of course is coordinated by your brain right so i can see where you know uh working out uh, is conducive to a better night's sleep because you're putting your mind to like good use where it's the it's the master of the entire orchestra right it's the what is it the conductor so yeah it makes sense all i'm saying is let's not you know let's not poo poo other exercises because i, I see this art i was thinking this article was making me feel like oh yeah you know i haven't lifted weights in a while i might want to that reminds me I need to do weights. But what if you're a person that's intimidated by weights? That's a very good point. So you're saying want, yeah, there's I don't lots of things. Right. There are other things that you can do that are resistance um, that will, I think, will give you just as much benefit. Mm -hmm. That's all. So I, yeah, yeah, I didn't I, think this was a terribly strong study. That's well, all. <laughs> you know, I think the study could have been like, is it an exercise that pushes you or is it just more of, you know, I'm just walking around or I'm doing something that, 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 you know. So they had different groups. They had mm -hmm. a group that did nothing. They had a group mm -hmm. that did aerobic 
they had a group that did resistance and then they had a group that did a combination of aerobic and resistance. Mm -hmm. And what they found is that the resistance on average, the people only slept a half hour more. Mm -hmm. Now, what the, the other thing they were saying is it's possible that the aerobic group uh, didn't have as many sleep issues as the yeah. other oh, two. So that may be why, that's why I'm saying it's not a great study. Right. Like they may not have had a, a, as many sleep issues as the other as other group participants in the right. other the other um, cohorts. So, also, there are reasons besides sleep to be getting all kinds of aerobics and. That's what I'm saying. I'm yeah. saying just move that body. You know, yes. don't don't yeah. be wed to like, well, I've got to do it this way or I've got to do yeah, it that intensity. way. Intensity. I think the key here is intensity. Intensity, level yes. Of intensity yeah. And, and you can get pretty intense in other things that are not necessarily resistance. You know, yeah. listen, aerobics can get pretty physical if you do like step aerobics or, or something. Huh, whatever. Yeah. Walk up and down the stairs. Or, yeah, exactly. And, you know, or, or, or do something that, you know, and, and, and this is about a self-challenge too. Mm -hmm. I mean, not, not everybody here is going to put on their gym shorts and run around. You know, there's different ways to challenge yourself physically. Yes. And it seems that, you know, that that physical, that, the only thing that I wondered in the in the study is that it's done at night and then you go to sleep. Yes. Um, in that, I that was counterintuitive, but I always found it to to be good. You know, I I always thought that. It, well, it, I guess it depends on what you're doing. Like I, you know, sometimes I do the the seven minute workout. You know, the the Johnson and Johnson seven minute workout, just to like yeah. to give. And I do that in the evenings, and then I by the time I was ready for bed, I was downright tired. Oh, so no, I thought I'd be wired. No, oh. right, exactly. So, um, you know, like they always say, don't exercise at night because it's going to keep you up. I think don't go to a gym at night is really what they should say because of all that blue light. That, that oh, you're thinking that and possibly thumping music and yeah, sound. and the loud music and the overstimulation. I think that I, I think that's a bigger challenge for going to sleep at night than you're in your soft, the soft glow of your, you know, your yellow lights at home and you do something, you know, in the evening before you have your shower and, and hit. Yeah. I was going to say, are you also like then afterwards now you're a little, you know, you're a little drained and then you take a nice shower and then you right, get. Exactly. And, and then your brain is happy. It's like, ah, oh, now we can, you know, make all kinds of dreams and we can get into sleep cycles and <laughs> And just have a, an overall a more restful, um, peaceful sleep. Right. So that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying, uh, you know, that the study is a bad study. I'm saying that I don't want people to feel like they shouldn't do um, what they want to do. That's all. All right. Moving on. Stable BMI tied to slower cognitive decline in older adults. Stability in body mass index, or BMI, over time is associated with a better cognitive trajectory in older adults, according to a study published online in Alzheimer's and Dementia. The researchers found that participants with significant changes in BMI or who had greater variability in BMI had faster cognitive decline. This finding was seen regardless of BMI status at baseline, whether they were underweight, normal, overweight, or obese. In conclusion, we found that stability in BMI over time, in contrast to increases or decreases in BMI, is associated with a slower rate of cognitive decline, 
both in global cognition and specific cognitive domains, the authors write. Disentangling the biological pathways underlying different trajectories of BMI in old age and their contribution to brain health and disease is necessary to develop potential therapies. Okay, so yo-yo dieting and other weight fluctuations affect cognition. Is that a surprise to anybody? Well, well it said about, well, we, we do know about yo-yo dieting, right? But mm -hmm. uh, you're supposed to maintain your obesity if you're mm -hmm. older. By the way, when they're saying older adults, what do they mean? Like I lost weight recently and like- uh, We're not older. Yeah, We're I don't older. think, yeah, I don't think, I think when they say older adults, I think they mean like senior adults. Yeah. Senior, yeah. like 65, 75. Yeah, they didn't specify that in the- And they also yeah. said 5% up or down in BMI. So that's like, that can be like, like let's say your BMI is like 22 or so. I mean, that could be like one point in BMI, 5%. And like a, one point in BMI is like six to seven pounds. Right. So that's really like not, like I could go up six to seven pounds very easily. Maybe when you get older, you get more set in your ways and it's easier to maintain that. But do you find like six or seven pounds going up and down? Like, do you find that easy to stay within that range? I don't know. Like I know, I know, for example, that, you know, I have retention during certain times of the month. So my weight does go up a few pounds, but then after my men's, my menstrual, it comes back down. I don't but think that's what they're up, talking like, about though. Right. They're talking think, about like huge, I, is the yo-yo dieting possibly yeah, that's why I said yo-yo dieting, you know, people who are like, oh man, I need to lose <laughs> 10 pounds for this event. And then they do the event and then they, they're back up 10 more. I want to fit in that dress, 10 pounds. Right, exactly. Right. And then they go back up. I fit in that dress. Now I'm going to eat back again. Okay. Right. I'm going to go back to how I was before until the next event. And then I'm going to lose that weight again. Uh, you know, oh, I'm going to try this diet. And so let's say you, you eat a, a not so great diet or you're eating something like highly inflammatory. And then, you know, you decide you're going to, try a fast for mm. a couple of weeks <laughs> and then you lose that so it's that it's that back and forth back and forth back and forth that it, it just it doesn't sound like it, it i wonder what the process is if it's inflammation like going back and forth creates inflammation it just i don't know that's what that that's, that's the the thing. they don't seem to answer why right. you know uh and i just think going up and down in weight is generally just not good or for is it a sign of like a little bit of already cognitive changes that you would resort to that. I don't know. That's very interesting. I mean, the if you think about it, it's just not good for your health. It's not good for your hormones. It's right? not good for your skin. You know, as far as you don't want to have- There's no homeostasis that way. Yeah. There's no like- Exactly. Because your body is, is basically dealing with the ups and downs of these changes. So it's mm. taking away resources from other things that your body's doing, right? Right, right. I, you know, with me personally, weight to me is more of a seasonal thing. Uh, and it, oh, it, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, it just has to do with the levels of activity that I have during the warm weather. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm gardening, you know, starting at this time of year, I'm gardening, there's more daylight. So I'm out up and about, you know, I, I decide I'm going to clean up something in the yard or, or this, and then the summer I'm doing a lot more stuff. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a large body man. So I'm, I'm about a 200, you know, anywhere between 220 and 250. 
but I tend to every year go up and down 15 pounds between uh, summer and winter. I mean, I, I stayed pretty much the same size, but it is, as you say, it's a, it's a two, three percent change in BMI uh, during the summer than during the winter. That's a good point though. If you're in a climate like, so we're in the Northeast where we have distinct seasons, we've got we winter have seasons, got, yeah. Right, I wonder if if there's much more of this uh, cognitive difference in, in, in coastal in you know the the northeast and northwest corridor haven't we, haven't we said the blue zones were all like similar all across the, the very this they're near the equator that's correct yes huh that's mm -hmm. interesting hmm the, the weather's nice and stable so there's there's probably something to that as well i love the, 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 the change is, is also you know very southern california yeah huh Interesting. Very interesting. Anyway, it's food for thought, and I think there yeah. is a correlation there. But yeah. again, again, like in the last study, this study, eh, I, I think there's not enough data. Yeah, it's a trail, but it doesn't really. We don't really know where it goes. You know, it's a nice little path there, but it, it it's going somewhere. That's for sure. But where it goes, I don't know. Well, to read the whole article, you can go to urbanhealthtoday.com and fill in the blanks, although it's not chock full of, of information, but go to urbanhealth.com today and you can read that article. And with that, we are going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Urban Health Weekly today. I hope you'll join me and my friends next week so you can stay informed and inspired to take control of your health. See you next time. It's official, summer is almost here. The sun is getting brighter, the days are getting longer, and your lawn is ready for some love. Get everything you need for a season spent outside with Memorial Day savings from The Home Depot. Manicure your yard to perfection with lawn care tools from RYOBI. Then get your garden going with vegetables and herbs from Bonnie Plants Harvest Select, plus mulch and soil from Vigoro and EarthGrow. Get your lawn as ready as you are for summer in the sun. Feels like Memorial Day at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 